Welcome to the Eternal Connection, a radio broadcast ministry of St. Mark Lutheran Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Whether it be through prescribed behaviors, rituals, or practices, every religion in the world teaches that if we desire to know God, it is our responsibility to find Him and know Him. Christianity, however, teaches something very different. Christianity teaches that God has come to us and has revealed His love for us by putting on flesh in Jesus Christ and by giving us His Word through which He continues to speak to us today. We're glad you've joined us as Pastor Jay continues leading us through the Bible right here, right now on The Eternal Connection. And once again, you are eternally connected. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Pastor Eric Jay from St. Mark Lutheran Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Joined in studio, as always, by Chip Thompson, Jason Eisenman, as we continue an eternally important conversation, a conversation that happened uh, three years ago almost. Yep, that's right. Uh, a conversation we're looking back on. Uh, last Sunday's episode, we started that conversation. It's a two-parter back in the day, uh, and we're, we're bringing it back here for the next two weeks. Uh, this the second of two weeks that we're re-looking at this conversation with Jason. Uh, Jason wasn't here last week. We decided it would be good to... St- to uh, start a bring him uh, in, <laughs> bring him in, since we're talking about him anyway. Well, I appreciate that. Very <laughs> yeah. much. Um, for those of you that that don't know, uh, this whole show kind of got started with uh, Chip and I um, putting our heads together and and taking advantage of an opportunity that came up at some local radio stations, and then it took off from there. And it was a short time after that we decided, uh, I think we need another voice. Yes, and. Uh, Jason just happened to be somebody that Chip knew, and we invited him to come on just for what we thought was going to be an episode, Mm -hmm. and then that turned into such a fantastic discussion because Jason, uh, although at the time we called the episode Conversation with an Atheist, I think we found out through the course of our discussions that you weren't so much an atheist, someone that that refuses to believe in God or believe he doesn't exist, but you were more agnostic, as they say. You, You weren't really sure... Uh, I could I could believe there's a God, and I could also believe there's not a God. Yeah, there was a it was a big topic, and if you you know if you listen to the first one, or you're about to listen to the second one, there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, and that's really where our conversation focus was kind of origins, creation, the existence of God. Uh, and so what we're going to be doing is picking back up in that conversation, part two of that conversation that aired three years ago, um, and completing that. And we pray that you're blessed by that. And the reason we're kind of doing this throwback is because <laughs> we're rather indecisive people at the we moment. We are. <laughs> Yes, we are. Uh, For those of you that have been with us for a while, you know we just finished a a two-and-a-half-year journey uh, through the Gospel of John. We got great suggestions as to where to go next. We got the book of Hebrews. Some said Revelation. Some said Acts and Romans. And we just haven't, frankly, settled on where we want to go next. But the good news is we have made a decision, at least for the short term. Um, although we're recapping Jason's discussion here, um, or we're recapping our original discussions with Jason on the show three years ago, we have decided that after today's episode, we're going to start what's called a, uh, a, did we call it anything yet? I uh, no, think I don't think did. so. I, I think it's sort of a survey of, of the people that are in the Bible. 
and um, yeah, the major characters, the major characters, yeah. right? Yeah, Abraham, Moses, uh, Isaac, Jacob, all those. So that's what we're going to be doing is um, taking a, a thirty thousand foot view of the story of salvation, which is the story of the Bible, and looking at the major characters throughout, and kind of talking not only about them but how they play into God's story and Absolutely. how He worked His story of salvation through them. And he is our God through his word, a God who has been there from everlasting to everlasting. And that's really kind of where we pick up our conversation from last week with Jason. And uh, we're going to get right back into that right now. So enjoy this before uh, next week when we start our major characters of the Bible survey. I think every person on the planet has a longing to know where, where in the world did we come from? It's not possible that we just poof showed up right i i would agree there i would agree on that beyond that it's a it's a lot of unknown for me uh-huh. um you know and and a lot of fear uh which is another one of the questions i had which is you know how what advice do you have in terms of heading off into this unknown you know that seems like it's fearful it like well what do you define that a little bit more what do you mean by there's a lot of unknown and a lot of fear so a lot of the stuff that i w- you would call it scripture uh-huh. um story you referred to some uh-huh. of it as stories that is all the unknown to me okay. you know in terms of what what is uh pastor jay talking about that's all very foreign to me sure. and, and, and is unknown. Do you let yourself become vulnerable and learn all that? Uh, will it let you down or not? That's the fear. Mm-hmm. Sure. Will the effort let you down? Is that what you're asking? Well, if you're going to fall in love or, <laughs> or you're going to get uh-huh. closer to God, uh-huh. uh, that seems fearful if you did and it let you down from right. my shoes. Yep. Yep. And I would say that if, if what you, who you think you found to be God, uh, lets you down, then he's not God. Now, let me give a huge qualifier on that. God will never fail you. That doesn't mean that we don't fail to understand. That doesn't mean that we don't miss it. I mean, here's the ultimate question. Do you want to die? I don't want to die. Are you going to die? Yeah. Does that seem right to you? It definitely doesn't seem right. Okay. The ultimate issue that drives us, I think, to search for God is that there is this inexplicable voice within us that says something isn't right. How do you know? I'm... I'm not supposed to die. I I know that that's not right. Um, I know that I am unique, wonderfully and fearfully made, as the scriptures would say. I need to, what is this life all about? Why am I here? And why do I have to die? And the answer to that question is you die, according to the Christian faith, because you've been separated from the God of life by sin now that's a simple word but a huge word 
it means that we are not good in our nature. That by nature, and that's evidenced by the fact that we struggle to see God, uh, we are sinful and unclean. And because of that, if there is a holy, righteous, and moral God, sin has no business being in his presence. So the story that Scripture tells is how does God bring us back to himself so that we can once again live? This is why Jesus would tell Mary and Martha, I am the resurrection. If you believe in me, though you die, you will live, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. That's the ultimate question. And the only person who has ever not just said it, but done it, is the resurrected Christ. And that's how we can move forward, trusting and knowing that we won't be let down. Because the God of the universe, who promised from the very beginning that he would send his son, that maintained that promise through thousands of years of prophets and kings, fulfilled that promise in Christ. And Christ himself said to his disciples, who, who, who didn't understand it at the time, I have to die. That is what I've come to do, to die in your place. But I will be resurrected on the third day. And if you go to the end of the Gospel of Luke, uh, you see the disciples uh, on the road to Emmaus, uh, just a city uh, back then, who had their heads hung low because they had just watched their Lord be crucified and killed and buried. This Messiah and King they thought was supposed to come to free them from worldly oppressors because they misunderstood what kind of King and Messiah he in fact was. Uh, experiencing much the same thing uh, of what you're asking now about, disappointment. Because they misunderstood what Jesus had said, they were disappointed. They thought that was it. They thought that was the end until Christ returned to them, resurrected. And it says, starting with Moses and the prophets, he revealed to them how this was the plan the whole time. So there's certainly an understandable fear that because we, we might misunderstand or can't understand fully, we might be let down. But our misunderstanding or our inability to understand does not mean God is unfaithful. He is perfectly faithful, and you can trust that because the tomb was empty because Jesus is the only one that has ever promised it and done it. And that's how you know he won't let you down. So everything that you just said there is really hard for me to understand. But what I can say is it's really interesting to have these conversations and mm -hmm. to learn and listen and that's why I always enjoyed having the same type of conversations with Chip and yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's It takes someone like me, like, several times to kind of listen and think sure. about that, you know, peel it apart and yep. understand. Because that, that's, a, that's a lot. Um, and it only gets more enormous the closer you get to an infinite God. I've been studying about God for the past 20 straight years, and it is a beautiful mystery that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's something to celebrate because that that's what tells me he is God. The minute I think I can start to understand him, I have now removed his deity because now I can capture him. The more I get closer to God, the more wonderfully bigger and 
mysterious he gets. But that doesn't mean I can't know him or be known by him. It just means I cannot fully understand him because he's God. You remember at the breakfast we had, mm-hmm. I was, you know, full of questions. Yep. And the more we talk about this, it's one question leads to 20 more and 20 more <laughs> lead to 40 more. And That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. You know, so something you said that day, if you remember it, has stuck with me. Okay. If I had all the answers, you'd be God. Right. You know, one of the things that you said, Jason, was you you know that there is something. And so um, if, if you don't mind, Pastor, help Jason understand, okay, so you say look for God, where do I find him? You look for him in his word because that's where Jesus said you find him. God, going back to what I said earlier, if we're going to know God, God has to reveal himself to us. I don't think I have to convince you that mankind is wicked by nature. Just watch the news for yeah. a while. And and look, if we're really honest, our own thoughts, our own motives, the things we've done, me first and chief among them all. I, I'm. This is why John would say in the Bible, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. I, there's no convincing that has to go on here. God has to reveal himself to us because in our sinfulness, in our waywardness being lost, we are unable to see him and find him on our own. So God has to reveal it to us. He has done that since the fall through a word. The promise given to Eve that you will bear a seed and he will crush the head of the devil and that seed will conquer sin and death for you. The word given to Moses, written down, the word carried through thousands and thousands of years to that promise and prophecies fulfilled in the promised seed that was born, Jesus Christ. He is the promised Savior of humanity. And the Bible would say that when we see Christ, we see God as we can understand him. So we we can say, this is God. Now, we can't see Christ now, but Christ would say, I have given you my word. Abide in my word. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That is what God has, has given to us. That book, and we don't. Again, we don't read that book, the Bible, in order to know enough information. We read it because that is where Christ says, "My relationship with you exists." That's where I reveal myself to you. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, what, you know, you know. Scripture is where you're going to find God, and because it's the it's the story of Jesus' life. It's the story of what Jesus did for you and for me. It's the story of how he revealed himself by actually becoming a human being like us. And you mentioned the the perfect thing earlier. There was only one human being ever in history that was perfect, and that was Jesus. And that's the reason he could be our Savior. Anything less than perfection is not perfect, and God demands perfection. He can't be in the presence of anything that isn't perfect. And 
so that's why it, it required him to become flesh. To You know, we're coming up on Christmas. At Christmas, Christians celebrate the fact that Jesus became a baby boy and grew up, went to the cross, and died for us. And three days later, death did not hold him. Because he was perfect, he defeated death once and for all. So that the idea behind the Christian religion, if you want to call it that, is we too can live forever. And, and Christmas celebrates, too, the fact that God put on flesh. That's what the Gospel of John opens with, that, that the Word of God became flesh and dwelt amongst us. But that, that is how God reveals himself to us. He came here to speak to us. He came here to reveal himself to us in a way we can understand. Not in a way that we have to figure out, but in a way that we can understand. He put his word in writing. He put his word in flesh. And now he puts his word in our hearts and reveals himself to us that way. And it can't be complicated because right now he can be understood by children, yeah, by little kids. Better than uh, better than adults because right. they trust. Right, we easier. Be- we become they, cynical in our they old age. F- have faith much easier. The problem with adults is we think we understand, and there's really, honestly, very little that we do. Right. <laughs> and we bring a lot of our own baggage to it, and that yeah. that colors how we see things. Uh, I would agree in terms of this probably would have been a lot easier for me to learn as a child. Uh-huh. I don't even know if I need to learn something. Now you're talking. But, <laughs> um, you know, it wouldn't seem like such a uh, daunting task, if you would, as a child in terms of you know and and you know in my brain i i sit and toy with well i made it this long um do i really need to find out the answer to the higher power or is it supposed to be a mystery Uh, you've made it this far but but you've already said you know where it's ultimately going to end yeah and you 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 definitely want to maximize life, whether that's kids, wife, work, hobbies, causes. Yeah, just by saying that you want to maximize this life and get the most out of it would imply that there's there is a a truth that transcends just physical bodily existence. But that can't be if we are just bodies of flesh walking around that ultimately die, because then your meaning dies with you. Your maximize dies with you. You, what you, what you thought mattered dies with you. I think there's this God given inherent understanding. We have that there's something more to the physical life, which is, which is why uh, we, we look at death the way we do, why we desire to live and why we think that life has meaning and purpose. A tree is alive. A dog is alive. But I know that my life as a human is something far different 
and 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 it should matter. The problem is we can't figure that out on our own. Right. The problem this is the search for everybody. So I have to be told. I it has to be revealed to me and it can't be revealed to me by another person because they're going to die too. It has to be revealed to me by God himself. And so when we say reveal, we mean you can come to understand but you're not going to see God have a relationship with him based off of an understanding. Jesus would tell the Pharisees this all the time. You search the scriptures because you think by knowing the scriptures, you have life. But the scriptures point to me. For the vast majority of the early Christian church, there was no Bible. It was people sitting around just like this saying, listen, Jesus, that guy, listen, he rose from the dead. And this is what he said, and this is what he promised, and this is how you know it can be true, because he rose from the dead. And he promised that he was doing that for us, what we could never do on our own. That's the gospel. It's that simple. That's, that's what there is. It's the belief that God is real, I need him to save me, and that in Christ, the only Christ that ever was, that's what he has done. It's that faith that then begins to open your eyes so you can see clearly. So I had some additional thought about that too. Um, we, As we were eating that pizza, we talked about how I just turned <laughs> 40. Uh-huh. And you talk about how you go out and spread the word uh-huh. or how God reveals himself to uh-huh. you. So... Prior to my friendship with Chip, I really didn't have anybody or any event or anything happen in my life uh-huh. that would bring faith, religion, God into the realm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't on my path that I was on, so. Uh, I've always wondered if, you know, if if Chip was part of that path or I took a different fork in the road or or how how that came to be. Why did so long go by without the topic coming up until exit or enter right? Yeah, and, you, and the answer to that is very simple, yes. And if it wasn't Chip, it, you know, if you would have decided to take a different job somewhere else, God would have found somebody else to bring it to you. Right. And why now? Well, it's kind of the same question on why did I grow up with it and ignore it? So just because it's there doesn't mean that it's doing anything, especially because when I'm pushing against it, running from it, God's timing is perfect. Why did I come to faith when I did? Well, I can tell you this much, Jason. For all of my mistakes and sins that are plentiful, I wouldn't take any of it back if I could because it's in that that I can look back and most clearly see the grace of God, the power of God. So why, why did I have to go through all that? Well, it's like the disciples when they asked uh, Jesus, why was this man born blind? Who sinned? And Jesus says, you don't understand. He was born by, blind for the glory of God. And then he healed the man. This, this, this wasn't 
done to him as a punishment, but God is going to display his power through his weak, this man's weakness. That's what he does through all of us. Mm-hmm. His timing is perfect. His ways are perfect. We are not. We don't understand it. Why now? Because you're still breathing. There's still time. Time's not up. And he wants, he wants you to be with him forever. That's why now. I think that's a great answer. Um, it is definitely a powerful mind shift for me in terms of understanding God and, and you know, this whole rabbit hole, if you will, uh, that started so... Uh, harmlessly just through lots of conversation and it just keeps driving me to understand more like I feel like I'm about out of brain power <laughs> yeah <laughs> well <laughs> try going to seminary right. yes. it, it's yeah it's like yeah. for the guy who probably overanalyzes everything too much to my own fault uh you know maybe I should focus less on trying to understand that all to the ninth degree and uh you know move move faster through the information but well the beauty of the beauty of seeking to understand is um you know i i only really started reading scripture regularly about six years ago uh right after my mom died and uh you know i can tell you that reading scripture every day since then it doesn't necessarily get easier to understand but your desire and your passion to come back to it over and over again it's amazing i would agree with that i don't read scripture every day but i've definitely enjoyed the conversation and the boomerang effect that keeps bringing me back right well, that we, we would say that's God working on you. That's God, you know, he, he's the hound of heaven. He's yeah. the, the I'll make this confession as a pastor. I have had to work on over the years, making sure I, I, I have to create the space in my head and in my life to be amazed by God. Because you're always the one that it's expected to have the answer. And you always got to preach a sermon. You always got to do Bible study. So it's always about the information, the reading, the learning, the preparing. And it's real easy to, to, to get lost in that. Trust me, Jason. You will come to understand things you never thought you would understand through the Word of God. But that is not what you're seeking. Who you're seeking is Jesus, is God. That's, that's how God has revealed himself in his Son. It's a person we desire. Jesus. Well, I I have enjoyed having more faith in the fact that I feel like every time I have a conversation like this, I get closer to an answer or an understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, It's never a bad conversation. Uh -uh. Uh, So it's always enjoyable. We pray our time together in God's Word has been a blessing to you and to your faith in Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior of the world. If you enjoy listening to our program, 
We would love to hear from you. Go to eternalconnectionradio.com to find our full episode archive, contact us, let us know you enjoy the show, or ask a question that Pastor Jay will answer on the air. God bless all of you. We look forward to connecting with you again next Sunday on The Eternal Connection.